Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What's New with Nikki. Today we are doing another episode of my favorite series on this podcast, and I think it's your guys' too, based on the amount of views that these episodes get seeing down the aisle, where basically we have two opposing viewpoints kind of try and see eye to eye on the topics that we have at hand. So today we have voting rights and critical race theory. Usually we have two different people from each side kind of, you know, discuss these issues, and I have questions more so like for each of them geared towards um, their ideological viewpoints on the issues that we are covering. But today it is kind of just me. I will be just a neutral body person here as I am on like 98% of the episodes. And I'm just going to be talking about both sides here. As I said previously, the topics that I'm going to be covering are voting rights and critical race theory, two super hot topics right now for the two main political parties. And though there are other political parties, um, I'm going to be talking about the main two, Democrats and Republicans. These episodes are kind of just to help you guys get a better grasp on what each party thinks so that you can decide what you support when it comes time for you to vote. So for voting rights, I'm going to begin with the Democrats. So they believe um, with the, in regards to voting restrictions, um, Democrats tend to do better with voters in more urban settings in a city um, and things like that. So they encourage people to vote uh, and want to make voting access easier to citizens um, as opposed to the Republican viewpoint, where Republicans, um, in regards to voting restrictions, um, tend to do better in more rural areas. Um, and they want to focus more on identification to prevent fraud from taking place in elections. Of course, no one wants fraud, but they want to have um, certain guidelines to ensure this. Um, some of these guidelines include bringing an ID and such to um, vote with you. So in regards to mail-in ballots, um, again, more voters will be able to vote for the Democratic side. So they support mail-in um, ballots. Um this allows for more people to be able to vote as not all may be able to go to a polling place to vote. Voting by mail would make it easier and allow for these people's voice to be heard. So um, Democrats believe that mail-in ballots um, feel that more people will be able to vote um, the more the election result is true to the people and representative of the sum um, if more people vote. Um, the last 2020 presidential election had the most amount of voters um, in American history ever. Um, and that definitely does have to do um, with mail-in ballots that makes it much easier for some people to go into um, as during the pandemic a lot of people felt unsafe to go into polling places. So for Republicans for mail-in ballots they don't want people to commit fraud through mail-in ballots. You'll kind of see this recurring theme here um, of trying to avoid fraud um, for the Republican standpoint. Um, they feel that it gives voters more opportunities for fraud mail-in ballots. In regards to, um, and I'm putting in quotes here, voter suppression, for the Democrats, there was a dispute in Nevada, the state that started sending mail-in ballots to voters who voted recently. They believed that it was unfair and disenfranchised some citizens, leaving them out of the primary, according to NPR. Republicans um, believe that Nevada's, I just changed my pronunciation of that state, um, Nevada's state voter rolls are often inaccurate and that sending out ballots to everyone could lead to the ballots getting lost or winding up in the wrong hands, opening up the prospects for fraud, also according to NPR. In regards to voter identification, this is kind of what I mentioned earlier with the kind of IDs, um, voter IDs or driver's license or any kind of ID that people have. Um, Democrats are in favor of student IDs issued by state universities being allowed as valid IDs for voting for voting in elections. Um, they also are in favor of other forms of ID being allowed. Um, 
voter identification for the Republican Party, according to NPR, Republican-dominated state legislature deemed that handgun licenses were acceptable identification at the polls, but student IDs, even those issued by state universities, were not. So, um, Democrats, they believe that voting is a right, that all Americans deserve it. And Republicans more so believe that voting is a privilege, that it must be earned and should not get into the um, wrong hands. So kind of to talk about how Democrats want more people to vote and Republicans are kind of in favor of less people to vote to um, ensure fraud, Democrats are in favor of allowing more people to vote as um, the cities are highly dominated by a very large population. And as well as that, having a high population um, and in urban settings often lead to a Democratic voter turnout. Um, that is um, beyond statistics that I could tell you off the top of my head, but definitely um, look into it to see uh, if your city, which most major cities, even if it's in like the reddest of red states like Kentucky, which is ruby, uh, ruby red, Louisville, um, which is a really big city in Kentucky, is um, blue. So the entire state could be ruby red, red districts everywhere, but an urban setting, a city could definitely be blue. Um, also, as a lot of minorities do live in the city and minorities do tend to vote Democratic as well. This is by no means true for all. This is not a rule that is applicable to every single and all um, minority group as every single uh, minority has you know, their own uh, voting patterns depending on the election and whatever. Uh, they so choose. However, it is just a typical trend that Democrats do seem to have in their favor. Republicans, they do better in more rural areas. So like farmers and things like that, they do get a higher turnout. So districts that have a lower population have um, typically red areas. So I know, um, I remember from the 2020 presidential election, um, Nevada, which I seem to be bringing up a lot here, they don't have a whole lot of districts. Um, and in fact, they had more red districts than blue districts. Um, but because of the blue districts, um, which included the cities of Las Vegas and Reno, um, which are really big cities um, in the state, um, they still won the election based on voter turnout, even though um, there were more red than um, blue like electorates, um, if that makes sense. Um, it, it is a little confusing, and I definitely suggest you looking into it. Um, but those are just kind of those statistics in that area. So critical race theory. So critical race theory is a hot button topic that you'll see uh, pretty much across all governor, uh, all governors, um, all 50 governors. So it's kind of just like, are you in favor of talking about it in schools or are you not? So my personal governor, Governor Ron DeSantis, um, who is a Republican, does not support it. Um, so basically what it is, um, is an academic concept that teaches children about racism, how it's molten itself into the legal system and its effects. It can include conversations about America's racist past, anti-racism and white privilege and etc. So Democrats, um, they believe that, again, this does not speak for all, but a good bit, um, believe that we must recognize racism embedded into the legal system in order to fix it. They want to teach children from young ages to be anti-racist so the future population is able to fight what has affected Black Americans for so long. According to Mike Stein, an English teacher in Tennessee, history teachers cannot adequately teach about the Trail of Tears, the Civil War, and the Civil Rights Movement. English teachers will have to avoid teaching almost any text by an African-American author because many of them mentioned racism to various extents if a ban on critical race theory were to take place. Um, Democrats believe that America should not be colorblind. Um, they believe that with colorblindness comes an overall blindness to racism. If the nation does not acknowledge our differences, they will never see the 
uh, instances where racial bias is present. Democrats believe um, in work to create um, equity in the nation. Many Democrats support things like affirmative action, which purposely looks for minorities to give them opportunities to make up for the lack of opportunities present for them in American society. Um, affirmative action in relation to like um, college applications. I know I've heard a lot of people talk about this. I've seen um, a bunch of minority TikTokers. They'll talk about like amazing schools that they got in and like amazing stats. And a bunch of the comments will be like, oh, you got in because of affirmative action. Affirmative action helped you. You wouldn't have gotten in if you weren't a minority. If you were white or whatever, then you wouldn't have gotten in. But this, you know, doesn't necessarily apply to all. Um, and people that are still super hardworking still deserve um, the way that they got into college. And I see like a bunch of minority TikTokers being like, guys, I got in because of my merit. I didn't get in because of what color I was. Um, so yeah, affirmative action, definitely look into it as well um, to be able to form a proper conversation based off of it. Um, don't let me in that tiny little snapshot make um, your mind up on this really complex topic. So um, Democrats also believe that in order to make everyone truly equal, some groups need more opportunities due to racial bias. Um, and this has like come in through like um, money has been given to the government. For example, um, many indigenous Americans have been given money from the government for like decades upon decades um, to kind of pay back um, for you know what has happened to them um, in the future to be able to give them like a proper life to be able to set up and sustain themselves. So Republicans believe that the critical race theory causes more hate and division than acceptance. Um, Republican, uh, many Republican lawmakers are fighting to ban critical race theory. Representative Ralph Norman stated that critical race theory asserts that people with white skin are inherently racist, not because of their actions, words, or what they actually believe in, actually believe in their heart, but by virtue of the color of their skin. And Representative Lauren Boebert said that Democrats want to teach our children to hate each other. They believe that America is a colorblind nation, meaning that they believe that no one actually sees race, instead um, treats them based on their character. They believe that anyone can achieve their dreams despite of race. Um, Republicans recognize the improvement we have made in the past decades since the end of Jim Crow. Uh, Byron Donald, a Florida representative, was one of the main politicians advocating for this ban. He has said that as a black man, I think our history has actually been quite awful. I mean, that's without question. But you also have to take into account the progression of our country, especially over the last 60 to 70 years. Republicans believe that the progress we have made through these decades show our apology, I'm using that in quotes, for what happened so that we can move on rather than, rec um, rather than stay on the past. So that <laughs> was a pretty good synopsis of voting rights and critical race theory. Um, this was definitely not all the aspects of it as there are many, many more complexities and instances. I love, love, love these episodes as it really does just give you an open interpretation to both major political parties and what they believe on a bunch of issues. So you can form your own opinions based off of it. If you're like, oh my gosh, the Republican Party, that's totally that totally aligns with everything that I'm thinking. Um, or if you're the same way with Democrats, if you're the same way with any other third party, um, then I definitely want to cover those as well. Like I've covered independence a few times and I definitely want to cover some of the other parties um, as well. And one of the previous episodes on seeing down the aisle, I think it was 
the first one, don't quote me on that, we did have someone who was a libertarian talk about his view on things, which was a little different than what we've done before, um, which is Democrats, Republicans. We did um, another episode on abortion, pro-life versus pro-choice. So all of these are just kind of just really allowing you to see the different interpretations based on these viewpoints of these issues. So it's super important that we recognize all of these opinions are valid and you have to make your own. Um, In order to make your own though, I highly, highly suggest you to educate yourself on these issues as well. to allow yourself to make a more informed opinion rather than kind of a snap judgment based on what you think sounds good. I definitely suggest looking into it. Look into the statistics that I mentioned earlier. I don't have them off the top of my head, but if you are interested into it, uh, interested in it, I highly suggest um, you researching it so that you can um, be able to talk about it um, with your family, your friends, educate them, educate yourself, um, and allow this eventually to seep into the voting booth to make sure that it's a true democratic election that you guys want um, based on um, you knowing (laughs) what you support. So with that, I thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I can't wait to make more Seeing Down the Aisle episodes and I can't wait to show you guys what we have in store for this week. Hope you all have a great day.